Yo, what's up? Welcome to the OK Beast Podcast, episode 36. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye. Joining me this week, as always, is Ian Prichelle. What's up, Ian? What's up, man? Not much. Just chilling. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm pretty good. Had a, f- a frustrating day the other day, but I'm pretty good. Yeah? What was frustrating about it? Just a bunch. Just a whole, <laughs> just a whole bunch of things, just, uh, you know? It's just life. Just life is frustrating th- sometimes. Do you know what's not frustrating? Actually, I don't even know if I, if I can say that. What you, What is not frustrating? I wanted to make a Persona 5. I was I was going to say Persona 5. Persona 5 isn't frustrating. It c- it can make people well, frustrated. Well, it can make people yeah. frustrated. That's for sure. We, we can we'll get to we'll get to Persona 5 later. Yeah. Um, but wait, but but for before, now, uh, before we do that though, I want to do my quick quick question. It can just be a minute. But uh okay. speaking of Persona 5, those kids are in high school and they are causing some mischief in their high school. So I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. Is there anyone in your high school life that, or maybe even a teacher, that you hated so much that you would be willing to cause mischief to them in oh, their life? Man. That's a deep question because specifically in Persona Five, actually, I won't, I won't say anything about it because I don't, I don't want to spoil it. Um, man, that's actually a good question. I don't know. I honestly, actually, no, I do know. Um, oh man, should I, should I talk about this person? There's a person I have in mind, but I don't want to, like, say their name or identify them because if they listen to this, then they'll get their feelings hurt for real because we're, like, cool cool buddies. Um, but, yeah, there was one person in high school that I didn't like, and he... Mm, mm. Mm. I played games with him a lot. Mm. And, actually, I think I talked about this guy on literally, like, the, last, the latest episode of the, or the previous episode of the podcast where I was saying, like... Um, there's a dude who like I play video games with a lot, and like he would when he would lose, like he would always like claim that it was the game's fault. Um, yes, yes, yes. I remember this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this same dude was just like a is very very prideful dude, very mm-hmm. like. And I, I I feel bad for making this dude my answer because I feel I feel like at this point now I'm just like picking on him and bullying him, bullying him. And if people like people who know me, know me, know me. Uh, listen to this; they'll know. They'll probably know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Chuck. Um, yeah, Chuck. I was gonna say a random no, name. His name is Chuck from now. Yeah, on. no, Chuck. But dude, Chuck was a Ch- Chuck was horrible. Uh, so yeah, I'd probably do that to Chuck, and I'd probably like. I don't know. I would. I don't know what I'd do do to Chuck. Are we so, talking about like the specific thing that happens in Persona? Well, no. Well, no, because I was. I was. I said adult, but you went straight to someone of your own age bracket. Oh, so that's, we, that's an interesting about... psychological slip. <laughs> I thought you, you, I thought you said there. either. You really hate this guy. You I really. Do not. Hate... <laughs> And if you listen to this, I'm gonna feel really bad if he contacts me. He's like, "Hey, I heard your podcast." It's like, I'll be like, "Oh, Chuck is like slamming his phone." He's like, "Ah, blessing. Why do you do that thing, man? Oh my god, why do you do that?" Yeah. No, Chuck. Uh, me and Chuck had some good times though. Yeah. Too bad he died though. Anyway, uh, so my my <laughs> he didn't die. Uh, so my answer, if I was going for someone who was in my age group, uh, there was a girl, and I know she doesn't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so mm-hmm. there's this girl that I went to high school with. Uh, her name was, we'll just call, well, her name is Allie. So I was going to say, oh, let's call her Allie because her name is Allie. Um, Shout out to Mushka. Not the same girl at all. Um, sure it isn't. But very similar. They act very similar in a lot of ways. Uh, so this girl like vlogs. was like my, I, I didn't really get bullied a lot in high school. That was mainly a middle school thing. Uh, but in high school, this girl like, like ravaged me verbally like we were on the swim team together and she always used to like bust my balls every single day like she's like oh you're doing real well huh yeah that's really good that's uh uh-huh that's real good and i was like okay Mm. i appreciate Mm. this this criticism uh she was just an asshole and she would just say tons of like really rude things she very condescending Uh, and we Mm. weren't friends the entire four years of school but then like towards the end of our last swimming year together we were both captains of the swim team and her best friend was my best friend. And then we eventually grew this like strange level of like respect for one another. We didn't like each other. And I think even now we don't like each other, but maybe we do. But it got to the point where like we would hang out alone and be friendly, but it wasn't because we were friends. Mm-hmm. I always it was this strange friendship and I'll never be able to replicate it. It was like imagine like two samurai warriors coming at each other like and they're fighting for years and years and years. And then you're like they don't hate each other, they don't like each other. They're just like hmm, 
I respect cool. you. Hmm. I re- like like we we have been at combat for so many years that we're just like fuck it. We'll just be friends or whatever. Like I've been to her family's like Christmas party before. Like that's the level of like mm-hmm. respect we have for one another. It's very strange. Uh, but I want to say that girl also is an adult. She's like she she wasn't adult either. Just well, like no, I was saying I was going to give two answers. I was going to say that girl, but then also if I mm-hmm. was uh, doing it to a teacher, I would have done it to. Uh, either two teachers. One was my eighth grade English teacher, or the other one was my uh, tenth grade, no, sorry, eleventh grade calculus teacher. And I'll tell you why. Calculus teacher, because she was incompetent and she was an awful teacher, and that would have been my revenge for having her make me stupider by teaching me poorly. That would have been my first one. Eighth grade uh, English teacher, actually an amazing uh, teacher, but found out years later that he apparently was a pedophile. So retroactively would have gone back and <laughs> fucked up his life on purpose <laughs> so he wouldn't be doing what he was doing in the future so that is i would have tried to save a, a poor teen's life by fucking up this oh, child i see yeah. you yeah i see you fam yeah let me tell you about let me tell you about my, my middle school experience is it bad that that was one of my favorite teachers and that he was like a really really good teacher it happens it's that sucks it, it, man it happens. why he was such a good educator he was an inspiration uh, and then yeah. then and then he's like by the way uh, touch people and i'm like no don't no don't do that no do you find out like really in really hard ways that like people you know can be like kind of horrible and i was gonna give an example but it's kind of an example i shouldn't give on a podcast but like basically there's somebody who i know that was like having an affair and i and found out and i was like dang that's dark and it was like somebody who like definitely shouldn't have been having an affair like based on like the who he is and like his like, like was he a, was he a priest life st- maybe <laughs> okay that was a pretty yeah. easy easy like guess yeah. who of that it, it, it's an easy guess yeah you like i don't know man there's something there's something about like people that is that is kind of inherently dark and that's kind of like that's probably that, what i've been learning about from persona but is that like a statistical thing is that like if you are if you are like this like there's no 100 percent good person right so like mm-hmm. if so is it like a physics thing where it's like with every action there is an equal and opposite reaction? So like if you're an amazing inspirational teacher who who provides like maybe, amazing man. learning, you you maybe like some like you, like God comes down and he's like you gotta like touch somebody like you can't be that good <laughs> like or you like like somebody. the Bill Cosby thing like the Bill Cosby thing he's like he's like ah skibbity boop boop uh, pudding pops and then God's like ah I mean like you're providing such a service with this comedy and this black representation I mean I mean you gotta like rape <laughs> at least two. <laughs> people and then you know you know b cosby's like an overachiever so he's like all right i'll do as many as i can and then god's like that's not what i meant but okay you know you went from two to 42 yeah like is, is that like a thing like if if i'm like okay what i'm saying is if, if i'm shitty at my job does that mean i'm a good person but if i'm an amazing like employee at my job does that also mean that i might kill people you are also like a serious it's just like it's like dexter basically yeah I don't know, man. Like the Bible in the Bible, uh, this is now a Christian podcast. And the Bible says, "You welcome, what you sow. welcome to Jesus Hour." I am your host, Big J, up in the sky, and with okay, me Jesus. is J- Okay or Jesus Beast. Jesus Beast. I think I like Jesus, Jesus Beast, Beast sounds like a fucking Bloodborne boss. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Beast, and then like a man with a halo rips off. Like it's like the Hulk, where it's like it starts off as like really f- like skinny, pale, frail Jesus, and then he becomes like this giant hulking chimera monster, and he's hitting you with the cross, the bloodied cross, as his weapon, and then out Je- from the cross comes a laser beam. That you're you're it's like you're describing like my uh my youth group experience growing up because that's, that, that's pretty much what it 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 was basically that like like youth group was like a whole experience of trying to like make something cool out and of then religion like you you uh, yeah and so I'm so, sure okay, so, there's something so I'm how, sure th- how many how many drawings that you, how many drawings did you do in your youth group of Jesus. With a backwards neon hat and a like Back to the Future styled skateboard, like saying like "Hey kids!" Like how many drawings did you draw personally of that of Jesus on a skateboard with a cool dog? No, and I I was like I'm I'm black and so it was all about Jesus and hip hop. Like ah, hip hop Jesus. I wasn't okay. with the skater kids, even though we did have skater kids at our youth group. Well, I mean Jesus uh, was black, so that, this is true. 
this is true and it's america that is like whitewashed everything and i always forget jesus is black like jesus is i don't movie. i don't remember adult swim the show black jesus that show oh, dude, that is, show that show is my canonical canonical like mental <laughs> image of jesus like whenever i imagine like someone's like oh jesus save me i imagine that actor walking me like what's up baby like dude with that exact like sayings and everything uh i was gonna oh my middle school experience oh, yeah, so go, here's the thing i went to middle school in nigeria Okay. Which is a lot like going to middle school in, in Japan, I think. Like, I think it's more like Japan than it is U.S. Um, okay, explain. Like, I went to a private school. We wore school uniforms. Uh, everything was super strict. There's like a there's like a large uh, 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 focus on like respect for your elders. And, okay. Like, there are like these weird like uh, uh, ways you address people well, not weird i guess just culturally different ways you address people and all that stuff maybe it wasn't maybe it's not closer to japan but um it it reminds me of playing persona because persona is in like a different culture in a school in this different culture and then like being in nigeria literally like going to school in nigeria is like going to this going to school in a different culture mm. um i had some teachers man i had some teachers and back to your question of like would I mess with my teachers subtly or or deeply? I forgot what your, what your question was. If you if you could like vandalize or like mess with it and a teacher, like would you? Is what I was. Asking. I would vandalize literally all of them. I would like why just you know one what? by one. They were all horrible. My Nigerian teachers, they were all horrible. Man, why? why like, you know why don't they make a Persona style game like almost the exact same style game, but just have it set in like Nigeria or like in. Oh, like sh- like Shanghai or like what if every single Persona game was in a different country or That'd like be actually pr- pretty cool yeah I think or Persona like, though say for like, example say for example I know Persona is definitely ex- inherently Japanese and there's Japanese, a big yeah. thing about that and there's definitely enough like information there's definitely enough like wealth of culture in Japan to kind of make enough games that you want or whatever but my thing is like what if for example you started every game of Persona and you were a like foreign exchange student from another country like for example imagine ryuji is the main character in persona but he's an american Mm. kid and he just got transferred to a school in japan you know what i mean because i feel i feel like persona since it's made in japan and it's made by a japanese studio they assume that the the person who is playing the game has a at least a semi understanding of japanese culture and Mm. like how to pronounce names and stuff so like I feel like they kind of miss the bar sometimes on like being able to teach cultures because they assume that the person consuming the product already has an understanding of it or is a part of that culture. So like imagine if every Persona game you were like, all right, well, Persona 1, you're in Japan. Persona 2, you're in Africa. Persona 3, you're in like Northern, like Egypt or something like in the Middle East. And then like mm-hmm. Persona f- like 4, you're in America. And then Persona 5, you're in like, I don't know, the sp- space. Yeah. I don't fucking India know. or something. Yeah. Or in India. No, I, I mean, that, I, I like how I went, to, cool I like how I went to space before India. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna make a joke out of that, but I, I, my mind went to like five different jokes, and all of them were racist. Uh, the thing is, like this, the the scene in like Persona where like your teacher like throws the chalk at you because like you're uh, distracted or whatever, you're on your phone. That's like basically like my whole school experience in Nigeria. It's just getting chalk thrown at us the whole time. So, those teachers. Yeah. Let's get into the show. Uh, you know, I guess we're already into the show. Let's get into the description. Uh, the OK Beast podcast is a gaming and nerd culture centric show where a couple of our friends come together and talk about what's going on in our world. We are the official podcast of OKBeast.com. If you like the show, remember to subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit OKBeast.com and follow at OKBeast now on Twitter. And this is going to be a shorter episode. I'm completely case- fine with that because I like our I liked our opening conversation. So I'm fine yeah. with ending it pretty we quickly. can end it right here. Shoot. If, if, All right, if we're wanted. done. All right, see you yeah, next time. Bye bye. Bye, Felicia's. No, no. So here's that. the thing: we have a meeting right after this, uh, we do. like an OK Beast meeting, and so uh, this is gonna be like a 55 minute episode. It's gonna maybe be longer. If we'll call we it, we'll call it OK and OK Beast Quickie. Maybe. Uh, uh, I don't know about Quickie. Maybe an OK Beast Fasty. <laughs> fasty OK sounds Beast. way worse than a Quickie. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I have like an inherent like a, a association uh, with Quickie to like other things. I don't well, know. How about, I don't, I don't well, know. how about I quickly change the subject to Jesus. something else? So speaking of Persona before, you're like you mm-hmm. you feel like you're physically in pain after that joke I just made. No, I am. I actually okay. am physically in pain. 
Okay, good. So, uh, so speaking of Persona, this is gonna. I, I want to have like one small gripe that I have with you with this game. And and to oh, be fair, before okay. I say yeah, anything, I yeah, before I say anything, I love it. I, th- this game is oozing style. It's amazing. And since this is like in my area, oh, I thought you were gonna talk about me and anime dubs. You're talking about something. No, else. I'm about to get to that shit. And that oh, you've only made me furious by bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so. So with Persona 4, it was in Inaba. It was in, like, the country. And I had lived in the country for, like, maybe three or four months when I've, I moved out here. But, like, I don't know enough about the country to really have that, like, connection with it. And I live in Tokyo now. I've, I've lived in Tokyo for, like, almost a year now. And there are so many things about this game that are so – that are just so Tokyo. And it's so hard to explain. But, like, the way they capture the subway, the way they capture – like, I, I sent you a small video of, of what it's like to be on a Japanese subway – like, and mm-hmm. and I, and you kind of got like a small understanding of what it's like but like they just captured everything about it like like for example when you go to Shibuya in the game like that like getting lost in that first sh- like Shibuya underground subway area that that's like so accurate to what Shibuya looks like like I used to go there every Friday before I met my girlfriend and like and like it's just so scary. That's how accurate it is. Like almost GTA mm. levels of like you go to a city and you're like, oh shit, that's where that thing is. Oh shit, that's where that thing is. Like mm. I'm getting nostalgia the way that I had back when I played GTA Four when it was in New York. Like that's the level that mm. I'm like getting. But my biggest problem, and it's the same problem I had with Persona Four, is that is that there's not enough. They don't choose. So for example, this game is obviously set in Japan, right? But in this game, they don't use honorifics. And now I blasted Persona 4 mm-hmm. for using honorifics in a shitty way because they would say Chan and they would say it in a really weird accent. So they'd be like, oh, man, y- Yukiko-chan did that thing today. Ugh. Like, you know, like it sounded Dude, really. Sound, you sounded just like Yosuke. Oh, God. Well, he sounds like, <laughs> he sounds like a really shitty Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Uh, at least the American dub. Um, and like they used honorifics in a really weird way. And like it didn't sound natural, it didn't sound good, and it, it just sounded strange to me. And the thing with Persona is it doesn't it doesn't know what it wants to be. It doesn't know if it wants to be a Japanese game that is that is American or an American game that is from Japan. If that makes any sense, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they they don't they don't it. go they don't go they, they're like half in the bag with the way they speak in the dialogue, and it's really frustrating to me sometimes. And for and this is the biggest thing. Let me let me explain something to you in Japanese. Right. So. In mm. Japanese, they don't they they have a, a diaphonemic language. So what that means is is that they have their alphabet. They they have a e i o u. So they have the vowels, mm-hmm. right? That's one sound, right? But the yeah. rest of their alphabet is two sounds. So ka ke ki ko ku, mame mi mo mu, sa se shi sho shu. It's like shit like that. Like it's it's a it's two uh-huh. sounds instead of one. So that affects how they pronounce things, right? So when they say last names in the game, they say the last names of this weird American intonation, which makes my brain bleed. It <laughs> it hurts me. Like, for example, uh, Ryuji's name is Ryuji Sakamoto. But they're like, mm. oh, gosh, Sakamoto-chan. Like, they say, or Sakamoto. They say Sakamoto. And I'm like, that's huh. not his fucking name. Like, it's not like I thought I'd get over it after like the first couple of times I've heard it, but no. And like, ah, oh, it's just, it's for example, it's like, for example, if someone called you bleasing, <laughs> what's up, bleasing? It would be like, your first oh. time. I mean, I guess, but like, it's, it, it just, oh, I'm just kidding. Hurt, it, it just hurts my head. And then I was like, okay, maybe it's just Ryuji. Maybe it's just his character, right? No, hmm. they do the same thing with An's character. And it's, it's, uh, I think it's hmm. Takamaki. It's like, oh gosh, it's Takamaki Chan. And I'm like, it's Takamaki, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like, it's, and like, I, I thought I was going crazy. And then I went and saw a GameSpot video, and it was like, some people think that the pronunciation in Persona 5 is a little bit off. What do you think? And then, like, it rolled the video. And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And I was like, flipping my table. I was like, freaking out. Like, and so anyway, long story short, as someone who knows this language, I kind of, or at least, sort of like tangentially i kind of know this language uh, that's super mm-hmm. frustrating to me and i wanted to know what your thoughts were because this is kind of leading to our dubs conversation so what do you think it honestly does not affect me at all but i i i feel your pain because i think it's, it's a similar thing of 
uh, Will Smith was in this movie Concussion, and oh, he wasn't he supposed he, to be an African guy. Yeah, he played as as a Nigerian actually, and oh, I'm Nigerian shit. for people who know. Yeah, uh, the only thing is that like hearing him speak, uh, in speaking in a Nigerian accent, I listened to it. I'm like, oh, that's not a Nigerian accent, Will Smith. Can you um, give us? Can, hard- can you give us a Nigerian accent, by the way? I couldn't. I could have in middle school. In middle school, I had like a strong Nigerian accent. Well, uh, I lost does, that. I can't. Do your, do your parents have one or, or no? Oh yeah, my parent. My, both my parents have Nigerian accents. I couldn't. I can't really imitate anymore. Oh, I can say on. like Nigerian names. All right, maybe, so then give us like, a Nigerian name then. <clears throat> oh my. Okay, well my my middle name, uh, Shorten is Funsho, right? Funsho. American people's Funsho. That's like that's a, like the American way to say it. Funsho. My the way to actually say it is Funsho, but like Funsho. No, that's like the. It sounds like almost French, kind of. Yeah, and so like that's the shortened version. The long version of my middle name is Oluato Fumisho, right? Oluato Fumisho. Like, that's cool as hell, yeah. man. Damn. Yeah, yeah. And so like that's that's a Nigerian word. I can't. I, I used to be able to speak in a Nigerian accent and say like and, and you know like say English words in a Nigerian accent. I don't know if I can anymore. Like I just haven't practiced it at all. If I practiced it for like a week, maybe I could. I could. Well, give us your um, best shot right now. No one's gonna know. It's not like Nigerians are like. No, I mean a oh, Nigerian's gonna listen we, to this. Like, oh, of eventually. course we found him. We found him. <laughs> are you are you Arnold Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger bad word. Maybe uh, Schwarzen bad word. What? Sw- Arnold Schwarzenegger bad word. Bad word. Yeah. Uh, like um, Nigerians instead of saying like water, they say water, water, uh, or like I don't know. I can say maybe individual words like fever like, would be fever. Pepper, yeah, like my pepper, my, they say pepe. Hmm, pepe. Uh, my yeah, my perception. One. I had a friend growing up, Hillary, and her father was from Nigeria. And maybe I'm like recalling this improperly, but I I remember specifically there being lots of O's. Like the O's sound specifically different. There's like more of an emphasis on the O sound. That makes sense. Like what are you doing? Like it's more of like a deeper, like almost an yeah, O yeah. and a U together. That's like my kind of perception yeah. of it. But yeah, yeah, that, I, I, I think that that makes sense. And like, I think the thing is, the Japanese thing doesn't bother me at all because I don't, I don't know Japanese at all. And like, I, I think I, I've kind of like conditioned myself to not like be bothered by stuff because I just one, I'm very lazy, and so like, I don't. I was, I'll, I'll message you about this before. Yeah. I don't watch anime that have like subtitles. I only, I only watch animes with like an English dub. I cannot, I cannot, I, I, because I hate reading so much that I will not watch any subtitle thing. I only watch English dub. That's why, that's probably why so, Yu Yu Hakusho is one of my favorite anime, is my favorite anime, is because the English dub is so good. To be fair, um, that is one of the best dubs that I've ever, ever heard in my entire life. So, yeah. And, and to the, to the point where, to the point where they're able to get voices and like do accents that are kind of like almost parallel to the accents like the Japanese style accents that are used in the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Like th- there's a thing. So there's a thing in, in Japanese, I'm um, small little history lesson or not history lesson, like a cultural lesson of Japan real quick. So in Japan, there's a thing called a bonsho. It's like a stereotype. And I think it actually might be like a different word, but essentially a bonsho is a, is someone who doesn't, it's someone in school. Usually like when you're in high school and there, it's someone who like, is kind of like a bully, kind of, but like they're kind of like labeled as like a rebel, if that makes any sense. And mm-hmm. they usually don't they usually don't speak in honorifics and they usually and they usually wear their jacket on their shoulders. And it's called Bancho. And one mm-hmm. of the characters, the like um Kubara? Yeah, Kubara and, y- and Yosuke, or what's his name again? Not Yosuke. Yosuke are both kind of like that Bancho, like rebellious style. Um, but and you hear it in their accents in the show as like this New Yorker, like, "Hey, what the hell are you doing here?" Like that kind of like accent, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like what a bancho would speak like in Japanese, like this like, kind of like more disrespectful. Like for example, if you if you heard any like Japanese, but you haven't because you don't, you're not cultured, you uncultured swine. Um, <laughs> you would hear you would hear the word a lot. You hear it even with uh, Vegeta. Actually, Vegeta is kind of like a bancho in a lot of ways, um, or at least from my understanding. Uh, you hear the word teme and mm-hmm. like, oi teme. Like that's kind of like what that means is like it's saying like, hey, you like the translation, I think, is like you. But the mm-hmm. translation, when you break it down to honorifics, is like the equivalent of saying like bastard, essentially. It's like, hey, fuck you. Like, get over here. Like, 
and, and like funny side tangent story. I, I one time I got really drunk with my f- with my girlfriend's friends within the first like few months of us dating. Like, I think we were only dating for like four months, and uh, we were out at a bar in uh, the south in Fukuoka, and I was it was one of her friends. She was like being like mean as a joke, and I was like oi oi teme, and then everyone at the table stopped and looked at me, and they were like. <laughs> Oh wow! Like oh fuck! And I, I was like, my girlfriend. Also, this is this is an audio podcast. Yeah, I know. Podcast. Yeah. So for the listeners, he just did like a thing. Yeah. So, uh, so my girlfriend like hit me. Was like, "What are you fucking doing? What are you doing?" Like, I was like, "I don't know." Vegeta said it. Like, I was drunk off my ass, <laughs> and I was like, "Vegeta told me to." Like, I was trying to use Vegeta <laughs> as an excuse. Um, but yeah, long story short, you, uh, Yusuke is amazing. He's an amazing character, yeah. and, and he's an amazing voice character. And you don't like Persona 5's uh, localization, it seems. I, I do, but I don't. It does so many things, like, well. Like, the way mm-hmm. it... The, the actors in the show are actually really good. Like, for example... Oh, and fun side tangent. The actor who plays Ryuji tweeted at me unsolicited the other day. Hey. Yeah, yeah, because I posted a uh, Twitter photo and I was like, I'm playing Persona 5 with my Ryuji shirt. There's no other way to play. And he goes, that's what I'm talking about. And I was like, who is this guy? I clicked at his picture and I, he's like, voice actor of Ryuji. I was like, hey, let's go. <laughs> I was like, the homie. Uh, but yeah, like I think that he does an amazing job. And it's not his fault because that the way that he was supposed to be delivering those lines most likely wasn't decided by him. And yeah. It just seems like a very strange choice to be like, all right, hey, well, we're making a Japanese game for 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 or we're making a game for American audiences about Japan. Let's just fuck up all the last names on purpose. It almost seems like mm-hmm. it's a joke. It's like it's like, hey, let's make the last names bad on purpose. Huh? Yeah, it's it's interesting because like I was going to say, like, um, from what I've heard, like usually when you see bad acting in like a show or like maybe like bad voice acting i'm guessing usually it's not uh the actor's fault usually it's bad direction yeah and in this case it would be like bad direction of like he was probably directed to say the bad the last names that certain way because if he was saying it that way and he wasn't supposed to then like he should have been direct or directed differently right yeah um and it's not just him either it's not just him either the it's only like the whole... Japanese, yeah, like because it, it's it's Anne's last name. They say Takamaki instead of saying Takamaki, but mm-hmm. strangely enough, they say they say Sakura Sakura San's last name the right way. Like the mm-hmm. guy who's taking care of you, they say Sakura, and not Sakura or Sakuraka or some shit like that. Like it's it's just like it seems like a strange decision from the top to bottom. Like maybe they're like, oh well. The Japanese audiences won't, or sorry, the English audiences won't even know the Japanese names. So why don't we make him sound more American? But like, it's not like the main character is like Sam Takamaki. It's like Ryuji, which is like the most Japanese name ever. And then his last name. So why would you go, okay, why wouldn't you change his name to like Ryan Thomas or something? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like why makes, would you take a sense. half step? You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know. I, I as an American playing this game, and I don't, and, I mean you're American, but like as somebody who purposely doesn't like listen to like Japanese dubs uh, or Japanese, you're a, you're a fucking moron. Japanese versions of animes, uh, anime. Uh, the it 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 doesn't occur to me, but also like the if if it if it did occur to me, it would annoy me. But also like the thing I like about Persona games is I know you I think you dislike the like the honorifics, right? Like the way they use honorifics in these games, or are Some, you like sometimes because they haven't used they haven't used honor sorry they used honorifics once so far. But the problem is is that in mm-hmm. Persona Four they were using it I think a little bit too much, and yeah. they were also kind of saying it's the same thing with like the Takamaki thing is that they were saying it in a weird way. And mm-hmm. by, by the way, just to reference Persona 4, they said the last name is completely fine and the first name is completely fine in in the last game. So what what happened between from from four to now when they're like, just fuck up the name. Yeah, it's, it's Takamaki, whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. None of these huh. none of these American fucks will know the Japanese anyway. Who cares? Wrong. Maybe they were trying to were they does it seem like they're trying to Americanize it more like they're like, I, oh, yeah, take out more of the honorifics than just pronounce the names on purpose so that they'll be I'm, able to pronounce it or something like that. I get that's, that's again like like someone I think I, I read somewhere they're like oh well they're trying to differentiate the products right because it's an American product and a Japanese product like but but then why wouldn't they why would they change the last names enunciation and pronunciation 
but not change them to American names, right? Like, like if, if it was me, right, if I was Atlas and I was like, all right, well, this game is set in Japan. It's a Japanese game. Have them say the names properly or have it be a game set in Japan, but have all the characters, make it be an international school and all the characters are American. You know what I mean? Like there's, mm-hmm. and then make, change their, like you can already name your main character's name, whatever. Change the main character, sorry, Ryuji to Ryan, Ryan Thomas, mm-hmm. and to Anne, what is her last name? Takemagi or something like that? Takemagi, I don't know. Anyway, like Anne, and Tomoye or some shit like that. Like anything else. Like, cause, cause it, it's, it's like you're doing a disservice by saying the name improperly. So why would you even have the name in the first place? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, it's like this sense. half measure. But uh, in terms of the honorific stuff, they, they've you only used the honorifics once so far. And that's with, uh, they use the honorific Chan, which is a like playful honorific used either for like younger children or, mm-hmm. or for someone who is younger than you, you can say Chan usually. You, it's usually reserved for girls, but it's also reserved for like someone who's like a, like, it's like a playful kind of one like you, you would usually call it to like younger like little kids like little girls or like little boys so like for example um what's the name of the girl from persona 4 the young girl oh um mm, don't tell me oh what is it okay dojima is the dad yeah the daughter Ryoma, Rio, Rio Dojima, and Nanako. Nanako, Nanako Chan. Yeah. Yeah. So Dang like, how, for, did I, how did I forget yeah, that? I don't know. I'm so, um, I'm so upset. It's funny because I wrote the kanji out and I was like, "What does this kanji fucking mean?" Like, I was like, "Oh, Nanako." Um, but yeah, so like Nanako, it, her name was Nanako Chan, and like also friends, for example, call them call them not like whatever Chan. They didn't say that mm-hmm. as well. Like, for example, my girlfriend, her name is Kaudi. I call her Kaudi Chan because we're very close. And usually you use mm-hmm. it for people that you're close with. And one of them, the principal calls the, um, what's his name? Ko- Koshima? The, the gym teacher. The gym teacher, yeah. Yeah, Koshima? Yeah, whatever his name is. Like, he, he calls him Chan once. But I've been playing the game for like two hours and I've only heard it one time. So it seems like this, It's again, it seems like a weird misstep. And I know that we're talking about it for a long time, but it, it seems like a weird misstep. Either they don't want to, they don't know how much to use of the Japanese-ness or they're not using it properly. That's how I feel. Cool. Uh, oh, one, okay. I'm going to do announcements and then I want to ask, ask you how you feel about the game itself. Okay. Uh, but real quick for announcements, uh, remember to check out the OKBeast YouTube channel. Uh, there should be a video going up over the weekend uh, Breath of the Wildland, the finale is out as of the time you're hearing this, so check that out both on uh, okbeast.com and on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's up as a podcast on iTunes, but also it doubles as a, as a video on YouTube, and so check that out. The finale is dope. Um, it might not be, but uh, I don't know. Don't, I don't say that. Shut up. I'm just gonna say it's it's dope. Don't I, say I mean, that. I, I honestly, I, I recorded it five days ago, so I can't remember if it's dope. To be ah, honest, it hmm. might be dope. Um, All right. Uh, okay, so yeah, uh, Ian, how do you feel about Persona Five in general? I love it. Yeah, is that all it's you like, wanted to say? Like, is it, how general do you want I, it? Do you want do you want one paragraph or or do you want one sentence? No, I mean, what actually, that's honestly fine. Um, how far are you into it? I am like I think about two hours. I think. Okay. Okay. So okay, you're not wait. that far. Okay. Wait. Can I please tell you my theory? It's not a theory. It's more just... I, okay, so here, let me preface this. Okay, so yesterday I asked Blessing if you wanted to hear my theory about Persona. And I said, oh, I'm only about like an hour in. It's not going to spoil anything. I don't know anything about the, the future of the game. But to be fair, I need to reword this sentence. It's not a theory, but mm-hmm. I said... Let me rephrase. I think that Persona is homaging a certain movie... Can I tell you what movie I think it's going to be homaging? Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. That's the exact why, movie I think they're trying to homage. Can I tell you why? The, yeah, go ahead and tell me why. Okay, so the beginning of the of the game. So this is not a spoiler for anyone. This is the, literally we're talking the first minute of the game. Within the first minute of the game, you, something something's transpire and you are caught by the police, mm-hmm. and you are being interrogated. What happens at the end of Ocean's Eleven? I have no idea. I've never seen Ocean's Eleven. I just know it's about heists. <laughs> anyway, it might not even be Ocean's Eleven. It might be Ocean's 12 or 13. But there is a mm-hmm. subplot in a lot of heist movies, and not even Ocean's Eleven. It's just the only one I can think of, where the main character 
or characters get caught by the police on purpose for a certain reason. Mm -hmm. And if you remember the tutorial, they don't mention their target really. It seems super vague because it's a tutorial, right? Like that's like the reason Mm -hmm. why. But I think that the that you getting caught by the police is actually a part of your main character's plan the whole time. Interesting. Yeah. I don't I mean I I again, I have nothing to I have, I have nothing yeah. to back this up. But this is like, like just a complete guess. Yeah, it's a guess. well here's the thing. It's a heist it's a heist thing. Ocean's 11 is a popular movie and it just mm. seems like if you had the power to enter a spirit world at any time using your phone, if you were about to get caught, wouldn't you just enter the spirit world or like wouldn't like I feel like there's like a lot more shit going on than than being showed to us, right? So I think in my head I'm like, "All right, if this really is a heist movie and they really are 10 steps ahead of everybody, wouldn't that be cool if at the very end of the game you're like click 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 All right, time to get the next target." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, and then it turns out it. one of the targets is actually in the police station, and that and the only way for you to get inside was to get caught. Yeah, I, I can see that. Do you for see? Who are, who, yeah. So do you oh, see yeah. why? Okay. So we had a big uh, blessing. And I had a big argument the other day about like. I mean, but also, if you're right, I'm gonna be really mad. But why? I played 30 minutes when I when I formulated that because theory. Because here's the thing: you played, I, and I can't remember if it was exactly you, or maybe I'm thinking somebody else, or maybe I inceptioned it into myself. When I play, when I was playing Persona Four Golden, and you were playing at the same time, I could have sworn you told me like you're like think I think I this person is. You're I like I think this I person's a killer, and then a hundred hours later, that person ended up being the killer, and I was like, oh my god, I think I I'm pretty sure like I saw this coming because somebody told me this, and I could have sworn it was you that told me that. Okay, to be fair, it might have been me, it might have been, but here's See, the thing. So here, so as you know, as Blessing knows more than anyone else, I have a wild imagination. I'll I'll literally text things to Blessing at like three o'clock in the morning, like, "Yo, what if unicorns had more than one horn? Where would the other horn go?" Like, and then I ask him these like really <laughs> stupid ass questions, or I'll like have these like really crazy hypotheticals, right? And that's actually kind of what Ian's questions at the beginning of every episode kind of come from is that these like, "All right, let me ask Blessing a wild hypothetical and see how he answers." But the thing is, my brain doesn't just stop doing that. My brain is always asking these weird, strange, hypothetical questions. And that kind of leads me down this path where I can almost not predict, but like I get good at predicting where games or movies or TV shows will go just because I'm always used to asking these questions to myself all the time whenever I'm consuming any form of media. So Hmm. I might have done that to you, but I can't (laughs) confirm it because I remember being really surprised by Persona 4. Now, speaking of unicorns and horns, there is a persona. Actually, you're not even that far in. No, Have you done a dungeon? I, I do know what persona you're talking about because I played the Japanese version as well. The, I played, ta- I played ta- like 10 minutes of the Japanese version. Well, I'm talking about, I'm not even talking about like the horses. I'm talking about like a demon mm. with yep. like yep. <laughs> like a horn yep. coming out. You're talking, about, you're like, talking about Dick Demon? You're talking about Dick yes. Demon? Yeah. Why is that? It? Why? Okay, I stared at it and I like I was like, oh, maybe that's just his tail, but it's like a weird weird angle. It's a strap and then on. I, like, it looks like a strap on to me. I like I looked to like I looked at, a, at pictures, or like I think I I was I was not pictures. I think I was fusing fusing. I was doing something where I could like rotate the image. Oh yeah, you were you were rotating that I imagine, or the model of the of the persona, and like I was like, no, that's definitely like it has like a thing, like a uh, its thing is like popping up, and it's like super like. It's, it's a dick. It's yeah. happy to see me. Yeah, I'm like, what? I was like, I'm like, dude, what? Why? Who designed these personas? And what are they thinking? Also, the personas in this game were really weird. Also, you can talk to them, which is also really weird because you have to, you have weird conversations. Also, that, I really like is, this game. That is actually a common uh, feature from Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've yeah, heard like it's the, been a thing. It's a very common thing. Before. Yeah. Also, yeah. I also love this game, but the thing mm-hmm. is. We were talking before the podcast about like context and about how culture we were talking about before the podcast, as we usually do, we were talking about cultural appropriation. We were talking about Ghost mm-hmm. in the Shell movie, and we were talking about when you take a piece of media from one culture to another, it can sometimes lose its its meaning. And it can be used to say another meaning, right? Mm-hmm. So in general, this theme, at least the theming so far that I'm I'm getting is rebellion, right? That's kind of the theme of this persona game is rebellion they even say in the game they they use the terms rebellion a lot right 
Um, mm-hmm. But in Japan, rebellion means something completely different than it does in America. What is Do that? You, no, well, I'm, I'm saying that. So, for example, we were talking before. Japan is a very homogeneous society. There's a lot of people who look mm-hmm. the same, who are and people essentially. If you aren't like everyone else, you get shunned in a certain way. There's like a Japanese, uh, not parable, but there's a Japanese saying essentially that is uh, the the person that stands out gets shut down. Like the nail, the raised nail gets hit the hardest. Essentially, I think is the is the term. So, in a society that kind of dislikes rebellion and dislikes being a individual, this game mm. has very special connotations for this country. You know. And while yes, rebellion is important in in America, I feel like it's a certain, to a certain degree. There's like a whole counterculture movement that is a rebellion against its uh, against Japanese non individualist society, conformist society. In fact, Ryuji's blonde hair and his fashion is actually what's the word? So okay, so there's a term in Japanese called a Yankee boy. And a Yankee boy is someone who dyes their hair bright blonde, who wears like the chain belts and stuff like that. Someone who dresses like Ryuji. And it's actually very similar also to the fashion of um, Kanji from Persona 4. And you mm-hmm. see this trope a lot in anime. Someone who dresses in this like punk rocky sort of way. And in Japanese, the term is a Yankee boy. And in like the 90s and 90s and 80s and, and like that era, Yankee boys were a form of it was it was a like youth rebellion, Japanese youth rebellion against the people that came before them that were trying to force them to be conformists and Yankee boys like are a, like they're like a fashion esque rebellion. If that makes any sense. Uh, because I, think, I'm going to, I'm oh, going to be honest. I'm like super lost right now. Cause I'm, okay. I'm like Japan. Okay. I'm going to break down as, as simple as possible. Japan is weird. No, Japan, okay. Japan, uniform society. Everyone looks the uh-huh. same. Everyone dresses the same. Right. Okay. Yeah. And in that society, it is bad to be unique. It is bad to be different. Yeah. Just be- like Ryuji with the blonde hair. Exactly. So Ryuji that Ryuji dyes his hair mm-hmm. because of a style called Yankee. Yeah. Sounds like Yankee. Mm-hmm. And that oh. that's yeah, and that style is supposed to be a form of rebellion against those above you, those around you. It's a societal rebellion technique. So is rebellion like a huge thing in Japan right now? Is that like, does it seem like the themes that are in Persona 5 tie into like this, something that's relevant right now in Japan? Maybe not as much as it was. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I have a, one of my bosses, he's like 38 years old. Uh, when he was growing up, when he was like 15 to 18, being a Yankee boy meant something. Like it was like a, a significant cultural thing. Now, not as much. But 10, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, huge thing. Mm-hmm. And rebellion was much, was much more of a cultural movement. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Ian's uh, Cultural Minute. Ian's Cultural Minute. Uh, I'm going to get into Nier Automata for a minute. Because oh, yeah. Tell I've me had, about that. I've, Tell me about it. I've had enough of Japan. I'm kidding. Uh, That's a joke because Nier Automata is Japanese. Uh, it's Japanese. Actually, Japanese I'm gonna tile- as fuck. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was gonna say we're I'm, we're titling this this podcast our most Japanese episode yet. Uh, no, wait, I thought so, we were, wait, wait. I wrote the title down. Wait, uh, I thought we were titling it uh, Jesus Beast, comma. Do you have to rape a guy if you're good at your job, comma? Well, we're definitely <laughs> comma. Okay, quickie slash fasty, comma. Is that a drawing? No, Did I just see a. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's just like a doodle. But like yeah, uh, I'm drawing down like funny things that we say. But yeah, I think gotcha. I think the title should be "Do you have to rape a guy if you're good at your job?" Oh, well, I'll I'll think about that title. Uh, <laughs> no, Nier Automata is cool. I've only played the first six hours of it, which I use the okay. word only um, because I think the game's like a lot longer. I think it's like forty hours long or something. I'm guessing. I actually don't know for sure. Hmm. Uh, it's it reminds me of a PS2 game, and that's okay. both like a good and a bad thing. Um, the only it's not bad in many ways because actually the PS2 generation is like my favorite generation. The the only bad thing is like the 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 textures on like some of the uh, environment look like it's from like early PS3. But the thing is like the game plays like a like a very fluid Japanese like PS2 game, which is like a very high compliment because I think like a lot of like PS2 games and even like maybe like some PS3 games like play uh, better than games you have now. Uh, like uh, 
specifically like I'm thinking like Devil May Cry or like mm, um, okay. I'm talking like the hack and slash like fluid like Japanese stuff that you think of uh, when you think of like the PS2 era and Nier is reminding me of that gameplay wise and it's cool because it does this thing where it shifts perspective where like you'll be playing a third person action game one minute and then the next minute you'll be playing um, a side scrolling shooter and then the next minute you'll be playing a top down um, shooter Mm. Uh, and then like it, it sh- it, it's just pers- perspective in very interesting um, ways uh, the story itself I haven't gotten far enough to like reach like the interesting things a lot of people hype this game up for the story the story seems cool um, so far so, but it seems like it's going places do you know so so the multiple per- multiple perspectives thing was mm-hmm. common in uh, so it happened at the end of the ne- first near game towards the end a uh, shifting have you played the first near I've seen like so many LPs of it. It's it's pretty oh, okay. gross. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that happened at the end of the first near, and it also happened a lot in Dragon Guard, the Dragon Guard series, because in that mm-hmm. Dragon Guard game, you played as a guy who flew on a dragon. So it would shift from on the ground to like a sky kind of airship battle. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm looking this up because I think near Automata is like a successor to Dragon Guard, but I have no it is. idea. No, 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 it is. I yeah, actually, it is? I'll actually okay. explain it for you. So, Do it. so Yoko Taro worked on a game a long time ago called Dragon Guard. So there's Dragon Guard, okay. Dragon Guard 1, 2, and 3. So in Dragon Guard 1, uh, so Yoko Taro's games usually have multiple endings that you need to play the game multiple times or do multiple things for you to unlock these endings. So... One of the endings in Dragon Guard. By the way, Dragon Guard is a fantasy game where you're riding a dragon around. There's fucking wizards and magic and shit. So one of the endings of Dragon Guard is your character goes through a mystical portal and lands in Tokyo, in modern day Tokyo. And mm. there's this giant statue that is like reverberating these like sonic waves at you. And you have to play like this rhythm game. And the rhythm game determines if you win or lose so that's dragon guard one so mm-hmm. in that world the world where the dragon falls from the other dimension and then dies that world is the world of near okay and then huh. from there i'm not going to spoil near for you because because maybe things happen maybe you want to play that game dragon guard i don't give a fuck because that game came out like a, a billion years <laughs> ago uh mm-hmm. but anyway so that game Near goes places, and that is how the connection goes from Dragon Guard to Near. There's there's a portal that goes to Tokyo from a mystical, magical plane of existence into modern day Tokyo. Things happen, and then Near Automata is that same modern day Tokyo, but it's ten thousand years in the future. My brain is like scrambled right now, and I, I'm I'm like trying to think of what the first near is because like the the uh, near automata the game like you said takes place in the future, um, but then like you you get you you get um, people explaining like what happened in the past and it sounds crazy, um, and if that's what the first near is, then I got to go back and play the first near because like yo this it, it sounds fascinating. Uh, near automata wait, has like some wait here before oh, yeah? you wait here, no you you go I I want to pull up this uh this thing I have saved you go okay. Nierotama has, like, some interesting thing it does with, like, AI and, like, what it means to be human. And that's, like, been a popular thing in in culture lately, I want to say, with, like, Westworld and, like, Fallout 4 did a lot of this stuff. Um, uh, Ex Machina. You see it, like, that was everywhere. A big, that, that was a big thing as well. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, touch, it touches on that idea, but I think it does so in an even more interesting way where it's not, like, you have an AI that looks exactly like a human. You might later. I don't know. Um, but right now, it seems like right now in the game where I'm at, it's dealing with uh, robots and AI that look nothing like they're human, but are exhibiting some type of weird like uh, behavior. Uh, and so that's uh, that's pretty interesting to watch and see. Um, and so far, I'm having fun with it. That's all I can really say is that so far, I'm having fun with it. I need to get further in it. Uh, I'm playing since I'm playing Persona Four or yeah, Persona. No, since I'm playing Persona Five at the same time, um, it's interesting because i think i'm gonna have to go back and forth between the two like my plan was to play persona 5 for like whatever 100 hours it takes and then like when i'm done with it then play um near but the way the the way it's going for me right now i think i'm just gonna jump back and forth between the two and play the two these two games for the rest of the year um and also like have like other games in between them because these seems like these seem like games that i want to marinate myself in and so that's what i plan to do 
Um, so what did you have on Nier? So I'm trying to find it, but essentially there was a there's a guide that I found that that explained the different endings. So there's a guide that I found that was the, explaining the different endings of Nier. So mm-hmm. the first Nier had got, uh, endings A through E. And each ending, A, B, C, D, E, had a different, like, small poem attached to it. So, for example, mm. like, and, and each of these endings you get in order by doing different things in the game. By beating it either multiple times or beating it with, like, completing certain objectives. So, like, A is, like, uh, I think it's, like, a flower, a flower blooms, I think is A. And then B is, like, uh boyhood boyhood ends or something like that there was like there's like essentially this like little mini poem with each letter that kind of gives you a small description of each ending and i can't find Mm -hmm. it now but uh essentially when you beat the game multiple times it gives you these different amazing endings that give you even more deep like facets of the story and apparently near has 26 endings a through z yeah i'm saying like near time has like 26 endings yeah uh from what i've been hearing and it's i'm I don't know how much of this game I'm going to play. I don't know yeah. if I'm going to get all of it. I mean, I've been listening to, pe- to people talk about it, and they're saying like, "Oh, dude, once you're like on your second playthrough, or once you're out, you're like trying to get towards like the second ending, like things open up in a way that are that, fucking like, insane." Totally, apparently, yeah, exactly. Um, and so I'm really fascinated to see what happens. Be- and I'm in a weird place where I'm more fascinated to see what happens in this game than I am to see what happens in Persona Five. But I think that's because I just played Persona Four last mm. year, and so I'm I'm already I'm playing I'm playing Persona Five right now, and I'm just like, like I I I like this game, mm-hmm. but like I I I've had a lot of this lately. Whereas mm-hmm. when I play Near, I'm like I I'm it's been forever since I played a game like Near, mm-hmm. and so I might put more focus into Near. I'm still gonna play a lot of Persona Five because like I'm already I'm into that story. Like I got to a point in that story already where I'm like, ooh, that's like crazy, and like mm-hmm. I got like chills and goosebumps from it. Um, yeah. but with, uh, with near, I'm like, okay, yeah, this looks, this looks like something that I'm fascinated with. Um, and so I'm just going to like bounce back and forth between the two. It looks like. So for near, oh, by the way, the dragon guard ending, I told you about the dinosaur fall or the dragon falling into Tokyo. That's from mm-hmm. dragon guards endings, either C or E. Okay. So that's, that ending isn't even from the main ending and that game sparked near. Yeah, like it from what once again from what I've heard of Near Automata, like it's crazy. It yeah, gets it, crazy. It it definitely. Are you definitely planning on does. playing it all? I do actually, but I plan on playing Persona first because like mm-hmm. Persona is the main. Like I love Persona. I have a goddamn Persona. Po- actually, let me show you here. I have a Persona <laughs> poster. If you can see in the side, that's the main character yeah, in I the Velvet Room three. with Carol- Caroline and Justine. Oh, um, okay. For a second, yeah. that looked like the characters from three. Yeah, um, but the best way I could describe it for you, at least from what I'm hearing, is that Persona is like a journey inward because that's essentially what Persona is. It's about emotions and it's about controlling your emotions and and inward exploration. But to you, it sounds like that Nier Automata is like going to space or some shit. Like it yeah. seems like it's on another level. Like you're like in Nier Automata, it feels like you're going into the unknown. But Persona, it feels like you're going to the unknown of yourself. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing I liked about Persona 4 is that like Persona 4, I think, revealed to me things about myself that I didn't realize. Like it was it's that it's that crazy of a, of a story and it, it unfolds in such a crazy way where like uh, seeing was it Yukiko? It was either Yukiko or Rosette. Um, one of them had like their like Persona moment of like fi- uh, coming to terms with their own issues. And then they had like they gave like a talk of like, oh, this is what I was kind of going through. And I, through, through this struggle, I kind of learned this, this, and this, and the things that they said, like the, this, this, and this, that they said was things that were things that like, I really related to. And like, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I took that. And I was like, dude, that's actually like very, uh, relevant to me. Yeah. And then like, I, yeah, I like I said, the, like, I felt the same way about Kanji. Yeah. And like near has, has this thing of like, I just don't know what this thing is, but wherever it's going, it seems like it's going crazy places. And so I'm like, down for that ride we have literally like one minute left in this podcast Wait, before okay before we finish that can i just say dude kanji in that game is so it, it's, it's such an amazing story and i wish that more people in america could experience that story because like mm-hmm. not only is it an interesting introspection and look into like sexuality as a male but it's mm-hmm. also a amazing deep dive into like the male 
like stereotypical male activity and like what it means to be a man like like i took i took his story as like it, it, it was just so deep if that makes yeah. any sense and for Even those, for, like, for those who don't know like, like for those who don't know kanji uh, actually that's a spoiler if, I, if, if we even say it basically play, kanji play, is a dude in persona play persona, play persona four, four kanji's story deals a lot with like what it means to be a man and, and what it means to be a true man and what it like essentially at the end of the day everyone kind of gets something different from his storyline same for almost every character in persona but for me so his story for me personally his story was about you can like whatever you want to like and that doesn't make you any less or more of the gender that you are if you like clothes you can still be a man you can still be just as much of a man as someone else if you like sports and you are gay or if you're not whatever does that doesn't make you less gay it doesn't make you less of anything if you like something if i like anime it doesn't make me any less american and the Mm -hmm. only person that defines who you are is you and you shouldn't allow your interests to be the thing that allow other people to define you and that was like one of the the most amazing lessons that i learned from persona very much agreed so we have so okay we have a topic which we're not going to do this week um it's, it's it's funny because we always push off the xbox topic this is like the third time where we've had a topic po- topic about xbox yeah where i'm like we don't have enough time for it yeah so sorry xbox um we have four questions three of them are pretty much joke questions and so we won't have time to ask them but shout out to babulo the destroyer alex van aiken and peanut for your questions the question hey. we will ask is from paul warren paul he asks warren the homie the homie come he to asks, japan what do you think of the opinion that Persona 4 would have been better as a graphic novel? Um, I was actually, while you were talking about, or while I was talking about Persona, I was thinking just now, like, man, Persona would be a pretty cool book. Like, if I was saying these <laughs> same opinions, if I was saying these exact same opinions about a book, someone would be like, oh my god, he's so smart. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but it, do I think it would have been better as a as a graphic novel no because in that graphic novel would be like 500 graphic novels long <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. be it wouldn't be digestible i think in a good format i think yeah i think like i part of why i love Pers- i would first of all i wouldn't have i wouldn't have read it if it was a graphic novel yeah because, also, because blessing can't read because he can't read subtitles so i refuse to read subtitles also i think part of what made persona 4 golden cool to me was like the soundtrack was the voices like hearing the characters talk to each other um interacting with other characters the fact that the game takes place from your perspective instead of like that's what i've been struggling with watching the persona 4 anime because i want to get refreshed on persona 4 because i want to go back and get like the marie ending um the thing that like the thing that's weird about it is is if i go back and watch the persona 4 golden anime i'm watching like the i'm watching you who's the who's like the technical name for the main character mm. I'm watching him experience his story with like these other characters whereas playing the game it was me experiencing my story with these other characters and so i think that connection that's i mean that's one of the main reasons why i think games um succeed as like a storytelling medium is the fact that the character you're you have a hand in the story you're experiencing the story at your own pace you're in many cases deciding what the story is in uh, manipulating the story in that way i have a weird thing with the dialogue options in persona 5 right now where like the dialogue options in most cases seem just to not matter at all like you might get like a line that's different from another line if you choose a certain line but like it seems for the most part the dialogue doesn't matter but they do it so that it seems like you're talking instead of like a character talking for you um mm-hmm. but I'll, we can talk about that more uh, next week but i i do think that like uh and this is like removing even all the dungeon stuff like the dungeon stuff and like how your social links interact with the dungeon stuff and uh all that stuff kind of feeds into what makes persona 4 work as a game rather than the graphic novel also the fact that you're choosing your relationships in that game uh, matters that is true yeah (gasps) yeah what if what if it was a choose your own adventure book it's like do you want to kiss risa flip to page 45 do you want to kiss yukiko horrible (laughs) click go to page 20 that sounds cool in concept in 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 uh practice sounds horrible because then it's like we have 20 editions of the book that you can purchase right now no it's just it's one it's no it's it's just like a goosebumps you never had those when you were a kid where it's like 100 pages and it's like all right you open the it's like two pages and it's like all right you open the door you go here turn to page 45 if you open the door if you don't open the door and you go the fuck home close the book you know what i mean like shit like that Mm -hmm. i feel like they sucked when i did them but i can't remember um paul warren also um asks he says, what kinds of leveling systems do you guys like? Manually allocating points with a level up, 
Stat boost going to... Th- Why am I losing my voice right now? I haven't even talked that much this podcast. <laughs> Stat boost going to things you use the most or just standard level ups that do it for you uh, with enough experience. Do you think turn-based RPGs should make more of a comeback? Those are like two questions. Those are like five questions in one. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, what kind I, of leveling system... Uh, what type of leveling system do I like? Um, yeah. I like... <laughs> So I don't necessarily... Okay, I think every leveling system has its own merit, and I think that each leveling system exists because I think that none of them are perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, for example, Pokemon has... uh, You gain one level, you choose your attacks, but then all the stats are kind of done for you unless you do certain Mm -hmm. training. Like, in the older games, you each Pokemon had, like, a certain value that you had to fight certain Pokemon to gain that value. So I kind of like the way Pokemon does it, where it's where it's very shallow at its surface, but then as you continue to play and as you learn more, you realize it's like a hyper deep system. Uh, yeah. And I never was a super big fan of the Fallout style where you have to ma- manually allocate, like, oh, I want to be this sneaky or I want to be this whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I was never a huge fan of that. Um, so I agree. Yeah, I would, uh, I would rather... Me, it's and I don't, and like- I don't really like... Uh, what's called? I don't like... The way the way Horizon Zero Dawn did it either. It's like, hey, we have this little tree, but you know, you, you need to go like, oh yeah, fuck around and like do, like a, like this story mission to get the amount of XP that you need to get to the next level. I didn't really like that either. I kind of yeah. like the. I guess Pokemon is my answer. Is that like shallow at first glance, but then like deep once you get into it more. I think for me, it's just the fact that I hate choice, and like it's I hate choices, especially like when it's like okay. the choices suck. And so, like, I, I think the thing that sucks about sucks about alloc- allocating points is that, like, you're given a bunch of choices and you're like, okay, if I do this thing, I'm going to suck in this other area. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if I, like, if I decide to be sneaky, then uh, all of a sudden, like, my speech sucks or something like that. I don't like that choice because I feel like, okay, now I'm just going to shoot myself in the foot so my other foot can get stronger. That's what it feels like when I'm leveling up in those games. Okay. Whereas in Pokemon, I know that's a weird, it's a weird analogy, but, like, in no, Pokemon, I, I actually like, kind of completely agree with what you're saying. But like yeah. I'm, I'm I, that face is more about my own. The fact that I was agreeing with you is why I was frustrated. I was like, "Fuck!" I I understand exactly what he's saying. Yeah, and like for me, I I, I one I'm I'm lazy about it, and so I'm like Pokemon just does everything for me. Where like I'm doing work by like battling and stuff, but then when it comes to upgrading or when it comes to leveling up, it's like we got you. We'll do your we'll upgrade your stats. It's according to what Pokemon you use, and so like we'll figure it out for you. Um, and to and be I don't honest, have to worry about Persona, that. At all. Persona kind of already Persona does that as well. Where you get yeah, you get you get stats from you get stats from your items that you're using, but in terms of the leveling system, Persona takes care of that for you. You just need you need to grind, but Persona takes care of like the stats and things like that for you. I also do like when you're leveled up based on what you're doing, and so like the more you sneak, the more your sneak level goes yes, up. Yes, because I then do you get really to like, like that as well. Yeah, because I think Skyrim does that. Um, I haven't played a lot. Of Skyrim, Skyrim, but does. I think Skyrim, Skyrim does, does that. reward you for that. Uh, and I think Skyrim also, and maybe Fallout, I don't know. Skyrim does the thing where, like, I think it does the allocation thing, but it also does, like, if you're sneaking, you get sneaking points. Um, and I like that, that um, because then you get to you get to do a specific play style and not feel like all of a sudden, like, you have to play a certain way based on your levels. Instead, you're leveling up based on the way you play. And so it's like another, it's the other way yeah. around kind of thing. And I kind of also, uh, I kind of also, this isn't necessarily level based. This is more... Um, I guess it's a different way of leveling. But in Zelda Breath of the Wild, when you collected a certain amount of armor, mm-hmm. when you gained three pieces of that armor and then upgraded it, you gained a skill. I also kind of like the way that system worked. Hmm. Because if you... if you, I, I'm, I'm like a collection kind of guy like in, in games a lot. I'm not a completionist, but I love like decking out different armors and different colors and stuff like that. So when I was collecting all this armor and I collected all of it together, I was like, oh, wow, I have this cool bonus. I wonder what I can do if I upgrade it. And when I upgraded it, I got another bonus. And it kind of felt to me kind of like Majora's Mask in a lot of ways. Like, you get this mask, you get this item, and then you get to use it in certain situations. That's also another way that I kind of like leveling in a way. Like, you get a certain item. Yeah. Or if you if you use an item a certain amount of times or if you put time into upgrading an item, then it gives you a special thing. That's also another kind of yeah. way that I like RPGs. Uh, like Breath, of, Breath of the Wild is fun because like it's if you're naked, then you're just like back at level zero. Like if you take off all your items, you're just back at level zero. Leveling yeah. is based on like the items that you have, which I think is a very interesting way to do it. Mm. I haven't played enough games to know if I prefer that method, but uh, I think it's an int- I think it's an interesting method, and I don't I I don't I couldn't tell you like the negatives of it 
right now like off the top like i'd have to like sit down and think about it it's very dark um, soulsian you know like the, like the game yeah. doesn't change for you the game gives you tools and then if you if you put the time in then you grow with the tools that the game gives you also fun side note uh i changed my zora armor to the color of red and then i went and took pictures next to sidon for like 10 minutes the other day well i think we can end the podcast there with that with that fun bit right there that I wasn't a bit a, that was real don't talk that's about my fish. Fun, Don't talk about my fish husband bit. like that. That's a good some fun bits right there. It's not a bit. I'm your, in love uh, with a digital fish. Help me. <sighs> for those listening, uh, thank you for bearing with us for this with this shorter. I guess it's not really. It's the opposite of bearing. Thank you for like rushing with us through this quick, small, it's not, short it's, episode. It's, it's Why is my quickie. voice lost right now? It's a it's a fasty. Remember, it's a fasty. <laughs> it's weird because we're doing a shorter episode. My voice is like completely lost. But like during the longer episodes, it, it doesn't matter. Your voice gave out because it was like, "Fuck, I only have like ten minutes left, so I'm just gonna give out now and make this kid hurry." Probably, up. man. I can't control my body. I'm like a thirteen year old boy. That's the name uh, of this episode. Not- That's the name of the episode. <laughs> "Quote: I can't oh. control my body." It has to bless. It. I, I would, but it has to be something that like relates to Persona Five, so we can get them people interested. But I love that views. title. I can't control my body. I might put it in the description. Okay, can wait? No, no, no. Put it in the description. Jesus Beast, do you have to to rape a Just guy if you're good at your me- job? Mess- oh, okay, I'm not putting the rape part in there. Oh, but come message on, me the rest of that. come on. Okay, fine. Oh man. No. Um. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Blessing Junior. You can follow Ian on Twitter at Ian. Why not? Uh, the OK Beast Podcast is a gaming and nerd culture centric show where a couple of friends come together and talk about what's going on in our world. We are the official podcast of OKBeast.com. If you like the show, remember to subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit OKBeast.com and follow at OKBeast now on Twitter. I've been blessing. That has been Ian. Say bye to the people. Bye.